how do we use these strengths, this knowledge of our strengths, to live a happier life, to basically build out a happier life? But even if you're just in a place of transition in life, you feel like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know what I want to do next. And that's what I want to sort of talk about because that is where the exciting bit really comes in. So if you're in that place, it's a great place to be in, but it's also a horrible place to be in because you think, is everything I've done in the past a waste or I don't want to do this anymore? Like, especially if you've done a degree and, you know, maybe spent a lot of money or time in a particular career, let's say. My name is Marie Hopkinson. I'm a Chinese herbalist and an acupuncturist. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about positive psychology and mental health. So how do we use these strengths, this knowledge of our strengths, to live a happier life, to basically build out a happier life? Um, what you want to do ultimately is match up your strengths. So let's say your top five strengths um, with what you're doing in the day-to-day. So basically, if you're utilizing those strengths in your day-to-day stuff. Now, it might not be your job. It could be what you do, you know, whether you choose to have a vocation at home or you don't, let's say you don't need to work. Or you might be, you know, um, a retired person and you might be on a pension or you might be on a disability pension or something like that um, where you don't work in a job. But you think, I want to be happier in my life, Marie. How can I build a happier life, you know, given the circumstances that you've got? So if what you're doing every day is utilizing these strengths, you will feel happier. So let's talk about some of these strengths and some of the ways you could use them, right? So I'm going to go from sort of start to finish, and I'll just mention a few things as we go along. And then in the second video on this, I'll be talking about the Chinese medicine relationships between these things and where they can fit in and how they can you can kind of see an imbalance in some of these things as well. So wisdom. Um, it's the first one. So within wisdom, you have creativity, you have curiosity, judgment, you have love of learning and perspective. So it's creativity is kind of an easy one to think of, but it's also can be you know, multifaceted. It's not just people who play music or make art, um, you know, do paintings and sculptures, um, but it can be creativity can be a, a big one in terms of if you are in a job, let's say that you, or you're in your business, and this used to be one for me, so I'm creativity is one of my top five. Um, there's lots of different ways to be creative. Now, there's a little part of me, a little, a little Marie, that sometimes I'll be sitting in my office, in my, in my, you know, office, and I'll be thinking, oh, I wish I could just get out my paints now and do some painting, or I wish I could just pull out my guitar and write a song. And sometimes I would do that, but I can't do that when the patients are lying in the rooms next door. You can't just crack on with a song. Um, and look, I know my uncle told me once he said he, he's a policeman. He said he brought his guitar into work and he used to just keep it in his office. And, you know, if there was no one else around or he wasn't busy, he'd, he'd go on YouTube and learn a new song, you know, as in his break time. And I thought that's a great idea. And if look, not, that's not going to be the, the, um, the and not everyone's going to have that opportunity. But if you're in a job where you're very, where it's very stressful, um, it may be useful for you to use your creativity in a completely different way during your work day to kind of blow off steam, right, to do that. Now, if you run your own business, it might be easier to kind of do that. And you see see that kind of, you know, people um, have more flexibility in different jobs. You know, maybe if you work from home, you can <laughs> kind of do a bit of creative stuff. But it doesn't mean that you, you have to have one and the other, like, oh, my work isn't creative. What it meant for me was to think about things um, in terms of things that I love doing are things where, like, for instance, this YouTube channel, 
I really enjoy doing this because it's very creative. So I get to kind of explore different things. Part of creativity, I think, is exploring new things, not doing the same thing over and over and over. So, you know, I probably won't enjoy doing this forever and a, <laughs> forever and a day unless I come up with new and different things and different, different ways of doing things or different ideas or things like that. And so it might be just that in your business. Like for me, in my business, it would have killed my soul <laughs> to just do um, spreadsheet data entry, let's say. Now, there's lots of data entry that's needed in a business, but you don't have to always be the one to do it. So what I would do is get the staff to do those kinds of things so that I'm then freed up to do the things that I love to do. Now, in Chinese medicine, there's lots of creativity in that job. Um, you're not just making things up whimsically. <laughs> we do have a system of how to do that. But it, it, the way your brain is allowed to think um, is a, that lateral kind of thinking to piece together the puzzle of what's wrong with people. That can involve creativity. Now, it involves logic and it involves like a problem solving as well, but it's tapping into your creativity. But even so, like the way you, I see different practitioners, um, you know, in their businesses, some are, some are more creative than others in terms of how they run their business. And it's not that they're less or more successful, but it's just that shows you the strengths that people have because it's almost like that little part of you wants to come out and it's going to come out somehow. It, likewise, like we were just talking about appreciation of beauty. If, you, if it's your business and you have a strength of appreciation of beauty, then you're going to love making your business look amazing look beautiful look aesthetically pleasing and you know maybe you have a staff member and this is also things to think of if you're running a business and you um, are hiring people you know what kinds of strengths do you want them to have so that they naturally see those things and it's not an arduous task that's the point right if you if these are natural things that come to you it's not an arduous task to make something look beautiful whereas if it's not your strength it, it can be an arduous task and it can be oh like here's just another thing to do so you also have curiosity. Now, curiosity is kind of this idea that, hey, there, maybe there's a better way. Hey, maybe there's a different way of doing things. So if you're in a team and, you know, you might be have this strength of curiosity or, um, you know, in, that's included in wisdom, um, you know, it's also knowing that you have that strength and that you bring that to the team, you bring that to the table and it's okay to challenge the status quo. And look, it can be incredibly frustrating if you're in an environment where your boss or the people who are managing you or in charge of you don't value these things right so it might be a point matter of either bringing that to their attention or just moving to another <laughs> job where they do appreciate these things because it can be very frustrating if you are if you know that's a strength of, of yours and you are a bit of a boat rocker or you are a bit of a person that says hey maybe we could do this a better way maybe there's a you know different way and you're just stuck in a system that can be very arduous but if you're the person that's making the system why can't you do it a better way? Why can't you do things differently? And so that can be really, you know, really highly valuable. And it should be valued in companies to kind of have that, that way of thinking. But like if you're working at McDonald's and you're just told, no, you just make the burgers the way we've always made them. We don't need someone creatively <laughs> coming up with a new way to do it. Or, you know, <laughs> some people get three times as pickles and some don't because you feel like being curious or being creative. Maybe don't be in that job, you know, or just dumb. <laughs> That's not the way to express those things. Um, judgment is another one, right? So working out like this part of wisdom, what's the right thing to do? You know, you might be in an advocacy position or be able to help advocate for people. And you see a crossover in some of these strengths. So people that have a strength of, let's say, kindness and compassion and they have judgment, they make really good advocates. So they might make a really compassionate lawyer 
um, or legal advisor or justice of the peace or someone like that that people come to for advice, um, you know, within a corporation or just within a community. Um, you know, if you're not in a job and you're just looking to how to increase your happiness, it's to, a, to sometimes to embrace these qualities. You know, you um, are using them in your family or in your community and it might be just you know people just know that you're a wise person and they come to you and if you make yourself available for that then more people will come to you and then that is a strength to that like it's a you know it's a great service that you're doing to other people but it's also building you up and making you feel happy because you're doing you know what you're meant to be doing you're doing what you're wired to be doing so one of those is love of learning um in wisdom as well so love of learning you know you might just enjoy being a student and learning things um if you can't make a living out of doing that you know maybe you are a perpetual student and you just love being at uni and you just love learning and you can oops <laughs> keep the camera um, maybe you just love learning and you you know you can make a living out of being a perpetual student or you know survive like that or maybe you go and do a phd and you can you know maybe be an academic or something like that or you are involved in a place where you can you know, a lot of times with love of learning, you lots of those people uh, become teachers. So they love teaching and learning, you know, or they love the ability to help others to learn and they love the opportunity for themselves to learn, you know, to be in a position of learning. Um, maybe writing a book, um, doing some research, just private research. You don't have to be involved in a university to do, to do research. To, to write a book that, on the topic that you're really interested in. You could start with doing a blog, you could do a YouTube channel, you could do you know, lots of things to kind of promote that area and to explore that area and explore that love of learning. And it doesn't have to be something academic. It could just be that you, know, you love learning about Bushka dolls and you just, I know people that have very specific interests and you'd be surprised there might be other people especially with the internet, that are really interested in babushka dolls as well. And you might, you know, you'd be able to utilize your love of learning in something completely new. And that can then spark you, your, spark you out of the depression or spark you into a new aspect of life. And you think, you know, actually, I don't hate my job. Actually, I just needed to tweak a few things. And now I feel good. You know, I feel, feel like I'm back on track or I'm you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and the last one in wisdom is perspective. Perspective is about, um, you know, having the bigger view on the world, being able to see things. Um, and look, this can be very valuable to help people problem solve. And you may just naturally see things from a different perspective or bigger perspective. Or, and you can help people really who struggle like this. could You could even be good in psychology, um, good in counseling, life coaching, um, um, advocacy again, and those kinds of things, or jobs where you deal with people who are going through a crisis or difficulty. Um, you know, if you were looking at things that you wanted to do vocationally, just, you know, you could go and do a, a course on suicide um, prevention and things like that and, and um, you know, help out. Like in Australia, we have a thing called Lifeline where that's all mostly volunteers that, you know, are on the other end of those phone calls, helping people going through difficult times, like working in mental health. It doesn't have to be those things, but um, also like in, you know, council or, um, you know, politics, these are great skills and um uh, character traits to have because it allows you know to people to you, you to lead people through difficult situations where you're just thinking well hey we're not just thinking about it now but we're thinking about things for the future and where things are going so taking the big picture view perspe perspective you know is, is is a character trait related to knowledge and wisdom so 
Um, that's the first one. Okay, the second one is courage. So courage, um, these aren't in any particular order. I'm just, they're just, you know, they're just different areas. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to the, to, the, to the list. So courage includes things like bravery, um, perseverance, honesty, and zest. So let's talk about bravery first, right? Now, bravery, might you might think of like the hero, right? Now, there are archetypal, this is another type of psychology, but there are archetypal heroes in society. Like there are actual heroes, like people that, people that other people look up to and they think, I want to be like that person. And they tend to pave the way in their particular area and they might be known for those you know, for, for facing adversity. And it's almost like if he can face adversity or she can face adversity, I can face adversity too, right? I think when I think about this area of, of character strength, I think about someone like David Goggins, right? So if you don't know who he is, just <laughs> look him up on Instagram or Facebook. And he's always doing his running and he's just, you know, telling his story and things like that. And when as he's doing his he's like, I went into the pandemic as Goggins and it came out as Goggins. <laughs> He's just really great. But he's the epitome of someone who's brave, courageous, facing their demons, telling other people they can do it as well, you know, telling people they're a poofy pants if they can't do, do that either, um, and serving as a, a source of encouragement and zest, like just all these things wrapped up into one. Like I think, you know, that would, David Goggins probably has these four of the, you know, four the four of his five character strengths would be in courage, right? So bravery includes things like valor, not, not shrinking from fear, st standing up in the face of adversity. And it might be something where you feel really passionate about a cause and you might get very frustrated about it. You think, why isn't anyone doing anything about this? Maybe because you're the one that's supposed to be doing something about it. Um, and there may be other people in the background or they will come out of the woodwork when you come out of the woodwork first and you say, hey, everybody, what about this issue? What about this thing? something you really believe in, you know. And it could be something that seems really inconsequential to other people around you. And you might think, no one's really caring about this, you know, but this is really, really important. Something about it is pressing your buttons and you need to do something about it. So that could be the trigger to know that you're, you know, one of your character strengths is bravery, particularly if you find yourself standing up for things and you think other people aren't doing that around me. Or you find yourself surrounded by, you know, people that are, in you know sim like because people gravitate towards other people that are similar and you find yourself surrounded by people that are constantly overcoming obstacles um the second one within this is perseverance these are very closely linked right so perseverance is um the ability to um, persist right um to finish what you start um to keep going to keep going despite the adversity you know um you know it might require bravery to overcome those obstacles but the fact that you keep going is persistence right you might be you might get tired you might not be doing such a great job every day but you keep going and you finish what you started or you were you know you tend to be a finisher um that's a character trait of perseverance now people that are great in these jobs are also teachers who encourage others who keep up you know encourage people to persist and finish what they started even though they might not get that degree today, they need to keep going, or they might not be finished high school yet. They might not be very good at maths, but, you know, I can think back to some very encouraging teachers that I had who were like, just keep going no matter what. Like, you know, you'll, you might be not that great at it now, but if you keep going, you'll get better. 
those kinds of things. Like, so that they could be great encouragers to other people because they have that persistence, you know, in themselves. Um, they can also be really great, like sports people. Obviously, you think of David Goggins, <laughs> sport, but um, you know, people that achieve very highly in different areas, so Olympics or sports or things like that. Um, and you know, maybe life coaches or people that are great in those kind of encouraging areas. Another aspect of courage is honesty. And this is something we need in politics. We don't, I don't see it that often in politics, but you do see it occasionally. And it really stands out when you see these things or in people that are in leadership positions, you know, community center leadership, um, maybe parents and, I don't know if they still have that, PNC boards, <laughs> the parents and community of schools, um, people that get involved in, you know, causes in their community or things like that. Um, and who maintain that honesty and integrity. And they can be a person that, hey, you can't be, um, you know, uh, sold out to, you know, or bought out, let's say. Um, and then the final one in this is zest, right? So this enthusiasm for life. And I definitely, you definitely see this in someone like a David Goggins. But, like, some people just have a lot of vitality. They just seem to exude that. Like, when you're around them, you're like, you know, you can't help, you can't be negative around them because they're just kind of whooshing it out of you, right? And they're like, you know, everyone, everyone's on this same train. We're all going on together. <laughs> You're coming along with me. Um, and so that zest can be really infectious to around, around other people. Um, now, this could be hard when you, let's say, going back to the thing I was saying at the very start of this video, where you might feel depressed and discouraged and you think these are your personality traits, um, or your strengths, let's say, and something has happened where you've broken a leg and you can't do your physical exercise that you normally would. And that can make you very down in the dumps because you feel like, hey, well, what's the point? I can't do what I normally do and I don't really have that zest and I don't have that energy because I'm not able to exercise anymore or something like that. You know, people that have recovered from a car accident or something like that. But you see that if that's really truly their personality, eventually that kind of takes over and it's, it's you know, People that, you know, overcome a spinal injury that are told you'll never walk again because of that zest and that vitality, that commitment, that perseverance. You can see how these things are all kind of intertwined in there. Um, and so, yeah, that vigor and that vitality. Um, so that that's all part of the second one. This video is going to have to be a two-part video because <laughs> I, I won't be able to finish it all in one go. So I'm going to do one more of these areas and then I'll make another video to finish the last three because this is going on a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um, I'm very zestful, <laughs> enthusiastic, and I'll probably talk too much. But the last, the, the last one I'm going to mention here, so this is the third area, is humanities um, in the, or, or humanity. So you've got three areas in this one. You've got love. You've got kindness and you've got social justice. So love kind of, in a way, it's not just intimacy, but that is part of it. So people who have a, a strength of love, they, they really don't do well if they don't have an intimate relationship in their life. They need that. And they can be very good partners for people if they are able to find someone that can kind of reciprocate that. I wanna know what love is. that. Um, they could teach people how to love. They, I want you to show Really, they really um, embrace that. They really, you know, enjoy that aspect of life. Um, so they value, you know, relationships, and they could be very good at um, helping other people in relationships too. So maybe, you know, in, in jobs, um, you know, people that work in um, 
I don't know if they even have matchmaking services anymore. It all seems to be online these days. But people that help others, you know, to find someone or to find love or maybe write books on those kinds of topics, um, you know, the values of relationships, how to keep good long-standing relationships, those kinds of things. Kindness is the second one of these. Now, that's kind of easy to think of in terms of um, just acts and things that you do, right? There's lots of things you can think of that you could do to be kind, right? You could, um, you know, make some bread for your neighbour. <laughs> you could give a blanket to a homeless person. Um, you could volunteer at, at you know, at, at a, a shelter for, uh, you know, domestic violence and, and, and help women in that way. You could you do lots of things, right? So there's lots of things you could get involved in the community in volunteering. But people who really have this strength are the, probably the ones that not just do that, but they, you know, make make their whole life about that. So they're either in a career that they're doing that all the time, maybe nurses, um, care people that work in disability care, um, and they've, they've be, you know, they're very good at that and they would really enjoy that. Like they would, it wouldn't just be, oh, here's a way for me to get some money. You know, I don't really care if I'm, you know, selling cars or helping others, but they really enjoy that. And that could be a way to explore, you know, whether this is right for you is to, to, to do, it's very easy to get into that type of work um, in, you know, sort of disability care or things like that. Um, you know, it's low, low barriers to entry. Um, especially in Australia, like there's lots of ways you can get into those kinds of jobs. And, you know, you can then see, is this the right thing for me to do? It's not like you need to do lots of degrees to kind of do those do those jobs. Um, but also to, you know, um, start organisations that help people. So if you have a strength in kindness and you also have a strength in leadership, then that would be something where, you know, you'd be perfect to kind of, you know, be a person that really is a change maker in the world, starting these organisations, um, you know, that, that can help you know, people all over the globe in a, for a particular thing or perhaps support people who've gone through particular illnesses. Um, you might be a person that's gone through cancer or gone through, you know, a, an illness. You might you could start a support group in that and that might help you with, you know, supporting yourself but also being kind to other people who are going through a similar situation. Um, so things that are like just being nice, like there's some people in the world that are just lovely and nice and you think why are you so nice because they love being nice and maybe it's their job in society also to teach other people to be nice too right you know um i'm one of these people that forgets to be nice sometimes i have to remind myself like you know don't be an asshole marie <laughs> like you can be nice to people um and you need those people around you that are kind to remind people like me <laughs> to be nice um it's yeah it's needed so part of these strengths and virtues are things that are given to, as gifts to you as an individual for the benefit of society as well as the benefit of you. So as you use these things, you're not just benefiting yourself, which you highly are benefiting yourself, but you're benefiting the rest of society by doing these things because what's a strength for you? If it's not a strength for somebody else, it's probably a weakness for them. Yeah. Um, and then the last one on this is social intelligence. So these are things that, like, not necessarily these people are, um, like, in, in the Myers-Briggs system, they're people that are orientated towards what other people think, right, What how other people feel or how other people think rather than how you think and how you feel. So the way you perceive the world would be relating to, you know, thinking what would others think of that or what, how would others feel about that. They're two different kind of spectrums of types. Versus people that think, well, it doesn't matter what other people think, it matters what I think. So if you have social 
intelligence as a strength, you're probably more orientated towards, um, you know, not thinking about yourself as much as people who don't have that strength. Um, you're aware of other people's motivations and you're more aware of like, hey, well, people do things for reasons. You're not necessarily thinking that's personal on me. Um, maybe you can take a little bit more of people's crap because you are, um, it's less about you in the world. Um, and you also have an awareness of how groups would interact with each other. So you might be really good in a HR department, like sort of placing people. I'm not sure if that's exactly what HR does, but they do a lot of personality tests for people when they hire people. But, you know, working out who's going to work best, like maybe if you're the manager of a team in your workplace and you, you know, you know how people tick and you can kind of perceive that without necessarily needing to do a lot of research or effort on that you would naturally kind of perceive how people interact with each other and be able to place people in the best situation for their you know their skills and their personality types so um look i hope that's been useful and helpful to you um this is the first three of those things of those major um traits or major um, strengths in the next video we're going to cover the next three which is justice temperance and transcendence and there's lots of different types in those ones so why don't you click on the next video um, and i'll see you again on the channel soon